Hey everybody, this is Tyson and Logan, and you're listening to Dad Bods and Beards Podcast. It's a show that gives you a fresh look on being a father, a husband, and honestly, a man being in today's world. For people who want to have a good time, laugh, and be uplifted, thanks for subscribing and listening. Now for the show. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Obviously, like another long delayed, we, like just I, we. I feel like we don't stick to our schedule. We're like, hey, new episodes every Wednesday, and then it's like Thursday it drops. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today, Tyson and I, we've got some special guests. We have got one of our buddies, trainer Mike. If you guys follow Copper Johns on any of the social media platforms, you have seen some of his awesome beard content. And he's got his lovely wife, Terica, here with us. And they're part of the first Ask an Expert section this year where we're going to be talking to them about health, fitness. They're really big fitness gurus, and Tyson and I obviously could probably learn a lot from them. But, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like we're – we're he's the expert, so don't take anything I have to say as, as an expert. Well, tell us a little about yourself. Okay, well, we have been married for almost 14 years. Oh, awesome. And we have seven, no, we have six kids. <laughs> wow. I'm, one. Yeah, he's, I'm just giving him the hint. Yeah. Um, we, have six, we have six kids. Um, Our oldest is 16 and youngest is two. Wow. So, yeah. You guys are in the same boat as Tyson. I've got two. He's got a herd as well, like you guys. So it's true. I have a yeah. son in Paraguay, and he just uh, sent me uh, – we talk to him every Monday, but he uh, sent a picture. I, I sent it to you, Logan. No. Dude, he got bit by a spider. We don't know what kind of spider, but it looks like like literally like a quarter size, a hole in his in – like a gunshot wound. In his <laughs> yes, no. He's on antibiotics. His face was all swollen. I'm like, hey, now you'll know what it'll feel like when you're an adult like me. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I like it. And, it. and I mean, just to go off what she said, we, you know, we're both pretty passionate about fitness and, and health and working out. And we, um, you know, we try to try to, you know, really use what our experience really and give our perspective to people. And that's kind of where we found one of our passions is just being able to share with people some of the things that we do, you know, uh, not to say that, it, you know, it's for everybody or works for everybody, but I think a lot of people, you know, kind of fall in this boat of being busy, whether they have a lot of kids or just busy with career or, or other hobbies and, you know, um, are, are looking for ways to maybe get just some little, little fitness tips. How do I, how do I stay in shape? How do I keep fitness somewhat of a priority when, you know, I'm busy with other things. And, and so we both enjoy just, you know, having those conversations with people and, and sharing our perspective uh, more than anything. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that, that kind of leads into what, kind of why we call this the ask ask an expert section is we we get that quite a bit whenever we introduce somebody they're like well we're not experts and it's like you you are in the sense of talking to us like we like to talk to people that know more than we do about certain situations or certain topics so in my mind i mean you guys are experts in 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 a, you know in the field that you obviously you know thrive in so i could probably stand to learn a lot from you guys tyson and i have been kind of on our our roller coaster of like our health journeys over the last year. We did, we did 75 hard and I feel like we both did fairly well. Did you make it through? I did. And he did That's too. Awesome. He's going to, he's going to tell you he didn't, but he did. 
Yeah, I've been to like day 67. We went to Vegas and it was for Copper Johns. We had a, dude, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I only sleep like two to three hours a night and that's no joke. And uh, when we finally got to, to Las Vegas and everything, the whole booth was set up, everything, my body just went, yeah, like <laughs> like it died. <laughs> he like woke up and he's like, I forgot to work out yesterday because I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, yeah. I told him, I told him he gets an honorary pass. I mean, yeah. you still lost what you Tyson, you, you lost what 45, 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then I, I, I lost about the same, I lost about 45 pounds awesome. and we both just kind of regained our, our love for the gym that we, you know, we kind of lost over the years. So it was a lot of fun. And it it hurt it hurt a lot. So <laughs> sixty seven hard. It works for me. <laughs> sixty seven. It's really weird. fun. I got to work out with my son, my wife, all that. We kind of just yeah. started loving it again. So we don't go every day, but we definitely do go. So that's why we wanted. We have a lot of people who. Uh, so, for instance, my youngest, she's 10 now, but when she was born, I was into bodybuilding. I was into everything. A lot like you, but I was never at your level. Um, I was more of the introduction where I am I go and I'm still 260, but I'm lean. And then you go on on stage when everyone else is there and they're like 220, but they look like they're 300 compared to me. You're, and I'm just, like, okay. that, <laughs> you're just that perpetual bulk stage, right? Like, <laughs> Dude, I'm, 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 I get big really fast. That's the problem. But um, but with that being said, we learned just love it again and all that kind of stuff. And when Hattie was born, she was born not prematurely, but the doctor pulled her um, – when uh, she had to get a C-section, a C-section, she pulled her uh, legs out, and when that happened, Hattie breathed in and bleed, uh, uh, breathed in all the blood and everything, and it created a problem. We they didn't know what it was, and so she almost died. She was in the ICU or the NICU for uh, two months or so, and it was a very stressful time. And my brother would always come get me to work out because that's my stress reliever. And I forgot about that until we started doing seventy-five hard again. And I forgot all about how that just helps me. And so I want people to understand that it's more than just, uh, it's more than physical when you work out. It's more than anything. It's more of a, I don't know, I call it as almost like a spiritual experience. It's like you just get a relief mm. and just get that sense of oneness with yourself. Very holistic, if that makes sense. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. So one thing I wanted to kind of kick it off with, we have, we've got a list of questions and chances are we are not going to get through all of them because like we have we, a lot. Tyson and I have a problem with lists. We're like, we have like, we've been, we're on like, we, we started this one episode where we're like 21 self-destructive habits and it's taken us three episodes to get through all 21. <laughs> so 21 episodes. So we're like, Hey, let's hit, let's get kind of some of the heavy hitting questions out first. Like the ones that people are, you know, are like the trending ones. And one of the first ones that popped up, is I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on some of the newer like weight loss prescriptions that are becoming like a fad, like the Ozempic, Manjaro, things like that. Like where it's it's kind of become a fad, at least on my side of TikTok, where where like I'm kind of on the starting health journey side. Like I see that stuff a lot on my for you page because I follow people like that to kind of keep keep up with mine. So I see these. Oh, hey, I'm on Ozempic. Oh, hey, I started Manjaro or whatever. Like, what's what's the perspective from your guys' side of the fitness world? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from my perspective, like, obviously not being, I, and I see the same thing. Like, on social media, there's physicians out there that are like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. You've got, 
you know, these weight loss drugs that are so helpful for people. And, um, you know, certainly I, I think that, you know, for, for a lot of people, these are, these are truly a blessing where they're like, wow, you know, I, I now, you know, have the opportunity to take a drug that could really help me when it comes to, to some of these challenges I've been having. But, you know, like for me and from my perspective, it always comes down to this, like, we need to, you need to make some lifestyle adjustments, you know, I mean, at some point you have to accept that there needs to be some lifestyle adjustments made. And there's, you know, there's, there's no drug that will make those lifestyle adjustments for you. Um, but I think people get excited about them and, and it gives them almost that little bit of a boost, like, you know, oh, wow, I'm, I'm going on this Ozempic. And, and now, you know, because I'm on this, I'll have an easier time losing weight. So I'll start exercising and maybe I'll start eating a little better. Mm -hmm. And I almost think that some of those things, it can almost be that kickstart that people need. But I mean, just like, you know, in general, it's, it's, it's almost like that people view it like a fad, you know, like a diet fad, like it's carnivore, whether it's gluten-free or whether it's HCG or all the other diets that we've seen come and go or keto or Atkins, you know, um, you know, there has to be some lifestyle adjustments that, that come with that. And, you know, we talk a lot about that, just like, you know, and developing some of those habits that are super important, um, that need to go along with that at, at some points. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say the same exact thing. I think that it's a great like Kickstarter to somebody's life. I think that like starting something like that would, they could see changes quickly and that would then make them be able to make those lifestyle changes. Cause I think that a lot of times we were just talking about this the other day. I feel like the first like two or three weeks of a diet, you like almost look fatter, <laughs> like to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. And so you don't see any results. And then that's when people, you know, fall off the bandwagon. So I think seeing those immediate results. And I think if you are able to use that, I think you have to be in a mind frame of, that it's just like that. It's like going to kickstart it and you're going to see results fast, but you have to do the end work on your end yeah. of changing your life. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I think that happens, right? You know, people are, it's a tool. It's a tool in the tool belt, you know, is it an end all be all like, just take this and everything changes for me. I don't think we're ever going to get there. Not without some pretty nasty side effects. Right. Sure. Uh, but I think, they're, I think they're great tools for people from what I understand. Like, you know, they seem to really help people get the ball rolling, which is, which is great. Mm -hmm. So I was, this isn't even a question. It just, uh, that I just thought of is, okay. So we start this, let's say, uh, I get on this, uh, Ozempic or whatever it's called. Oh, I get on this. I start losing weight, but then it changes. Like you said, all of a sudden it gets your ball rolling. You want to start it. Then all of a sudden you get a little manic and you just like dive deep into this. And then all of a sudden you have, I see you guys have crumble cookies all the time, which is so cool because we love oh crumble gosh. cookies. But mm -hmm. when you have crumble cookies or something, then all of a sudden you decide to have 30 of them every day for the next week because it seems like it's all or nothing. And so how do you... How do you guys, because you guys are obviously in the industry, you, you take care of yourselves, but how do you maintain your lifestyle even and not go crazy when you do have a cookie or something like that? Does that make sense? Oh, it's such a good question. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that we, we talk about a lot and focus wow. on a lot. Like mm -hmm. I'll get DMs from people that are like, how could you possibly like promote eating crumble? Do you, all the sugar that's in there and the butter mm -hmm. and you know, how could you do that? You're not a fitness person. And I tell them, that's exactly what's wrong with the fitness industry mm -hmm. is that people like you make other people think they can never have crumble. Like, and you know, 
our philosophy, like you found a way and she kind of, she kind of introduced me more to like this more flexible style of eating. Um, but when you try to restrict yourself too much and you try to go this, this all or nothing approach, like a lot of times that just ends up creating this, this heavy food focus. And all you think about oh, is yeah. the crumble you can't have, you know, when we found like, when we have a little bit of crumble, it kind of just eases that craving. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're like, oh, okay, you know, I, I got my crumble out of the way and now we can go back to our healthy eating 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that it's, it's such a good question. Cause I think that that's what a lot of people, we get questions all the time, like even from our parents or just people, we know family members that are like, what about this diet? What about this diet? And it's like a, a crazy diet, like a shakes for two mm. weeks, all you have. Or you're only eating 500 calories a day. Like, yes, you're going to get results. I can, I can tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is it's not a lifestyle change. So we're to the point where we can eat crumble. And then the rest of the time, the, the, the way that we're eating and the way that we, our lifestyle is, it, it is okay, you know, in mm -hmm. our, in, in our fitness, um, I guess, journey, like we've just found this, this good, I don't know what would you it's a good balance. Yeah, it's yeah. A good balance. Yeah. And um, I think that that's what people have to look for. Like that's what we talk about all the time is just people have to find something that works for them. Not, it's not going to be the same thing as me and him. And mine isn't even as the same as his. Um, even though that we like mostly eat together, we mostly work out together. We work out differently. We eat not the same exact amount of food. Um, so I think that you just have to find something that works for you for a long term. Ozempic, you can't take Ozempic for the rest of your life. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> well, I I like what you said because I've taken that same approach of like I don't know if you guys have seen any of my social media stuff or some of the other past episodes. I'm pretty open about the fact that I was diagnosed bipolar about six or seven years ago. I had some crazy stories and situations, and I become kind of a big advocate for mental health. And one of the big things that I, I try to explain to people a lot is that, you know, while I'm a big proponent for medication because it works for me, I know there's a lot of people that are like very anti-prescriptions and big pharma. For me, I found my baseline medication, but I explain to people that that doesn't change your personality. It doesn't change your bad habits. It doesn't change like it. All it does is it keeps you balanced chemically and keeps you pretty much from being, you know, manic or suicidal. But I had to go through different types of cognitive therapy and like other ways to balance out bad habits and, and kind of fix lifestyle issues that, you know, the manic side of me created when I was, when I was mentally unhealthy, that same thing, I guess we kind of, what you guys are saying applies here of like, that might be a great baseline or starter point for you, but you've got to create the good habits, the good, healthy lifestyle, the good, healthy eating, you know, it just, you know, that's that that computed for me. So thank you. That made a lot of sense. It really is like it has to be habits. And, you know, I always tell people, if you can't see yourself doing it six days from now, six weeks from now, six months from now, six years from now, it's not a good long term plan. Hmm. And, you know, so like a lot of people will come to us and it's similar to what you asked is, you know, they'll be like, hey, Mike, you'd be so proud of me. I cut out sugar. You know, I don't need any sugar anymore. And I'm like, I'm not that proud of you. Okay? <laughs> Your effort is great. Your effort is great. But, you know, first of all, you're eating sugar. You didn't cut out sugar. You probably cut out some some processed, you know, sweets and things like that, which is not a bad idea, obviously, to limit those. 
but you know, how long is this going to last for you? Mm-hmm. And I've got a friend of mine, he, he knows it now. I make fun of him all the time. He makes fun of himself all the time, but you know, every other week it's like, all right, I'm starting no sugar again. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, what, how many times are you going to start? How about you just have moderate lower amount of sugar, but include some of it all the time. Cause what he'll do is he'll deprive himself so much that he gets to a point where, yeah, he finds himself in the pantry binging on sugar. And he's like, oh, dang it. Now I got to start over. And there's this guilt cycle. Yes. But you also, you also allow yourself, you know, the, the flexibility and the freedom to say, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm planning for it. I know I'm going to have that crumble or those sweets. And I'm going to get back on my plan. It's all part of my plan. So what you're saying is a lot of what Dr. Hawkins says is called intuitive eating, where you just eat what your body needs. And so, like, when she had, uh, she talked about her, how old is her son again? Was it 10, 11, 12 years old, her son? They're playing soccer. And when it's her time to do treats, she brings Oreos and Capri Suns, and the parents always get mad. How dare you get my kid Oreos and all this kind of stuff? It's like, no, they need it. They're running around all day for, you know, during these competitions. Like, they need this and all this. And, and, uh, I mean, like, she knows what she's talking about. And uh, people get offended. And then she was talking about the way we learn about these fads and all these diets is through social media, kind of what we were telling before we mm. started this. And so all of a sudden you learn that, hey, you cut out sugar, or you eat 500 calories only a day, you're going to lose weight, but also you're depriving yourself. Then you're going to like binge again. And that's where you get all these eating disorders. And so yeah. I love like you're exactly what we've been taught. That's what Dr. Hawkins taught. I think that's really, really insightful. You too. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't help that Tyson sent us a, do- a dozen crumble cookies two weeks ago. <laughs> and then he sent me uh, a dozen cookies for my birthday, but they went to a neighbor. <laughs> went to the wrong house, and the neighbor kept them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, did you get my cookies? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that's like, I mean. I'd be those, right over there. <laughs> those boxes are huge. Those are. I'd, I'd be that neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever, whoever Logan is, love that guy. (laughs) But so now let's get into working out. So we kind of talked about that. We'll talk a little bit about more supplements and nutrition in a minute if we have time. But how can someone who has never been in the gym or scared to go into the gym because maybe the way they look they're you know, like when you go to a gym, let's say it's, you know, mid afternoon, uh, there's a lot of people who are very, very, uh, you know, they're very in shape. And, and like you guys and then you come in me and i'm wearing my sweatshirt kind of like i put on my common you're like guys yeah. take off your top and Fuck. i'm like no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> because we might be a little embarrassed of our gut or something like that it's so your, it's how your do pump you, cover yeah <laughs> pump cover. how do you uh what do you tell to those people to get into the gym and motivate them to get in and just start um i would say i would say first off you don't need a gym That would be my first thing that I would say, Um, especially if you're feeling that way. I think that there's so many other like avenues to go through um, other than a gym. If you're especially like, like I said, especially if you're feeling with that way. I mean, our gym has, I mean, I guess this would be only for women, but it has like women only areas, which can be nice for that um, as well. Um, but I do think, I think we've talked about it before and, and you've said it before. It's like, nobody's, nobody cares of Mm -hmm. like, not in a rude way, but like, no one's looking at you being like judging you. I mean, they're going to be judging themselves way more than they're going to be judging. You know, like, I don't know. I've seen some people where I'm judging. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, dude, you're making too many noises over this. Calm (laughs) down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 
long as you're not making the noises, I think that you're gonna be, you know, stay kind of yourself. But um, and then you realize yeah. it's you in the mirror making the noises. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm judging myself. Yeah. And I think you know she brings up a good point, and that is a lot of people feel like they have to go to a gym to get in shape. Like, okay, I'm starting my fitness journey. Let me go to a gym, and it's like, no, I mean you could do. 10,000 steps a day, start logging your calories to get a good understanding of what you're taking in. You know, heck, you go on YouTube and just search up like, you know, 10 minute workout, 15 minute workout. Like when in developing those habits, you know, sometimes it's just about taking those steps to start saying, okay, I'm gonna start dedicating a little time each day to taking care of myself. I mean, there's nothing inherently like brilliant about a gym. It just provides you with a variety of equipment and a place to go. But in going to the gym, I'll say what Terika said, which is, you know, truthfully, like people are not looking at you. You know, everybody that's there, they're, they're pretty concerned about themselves and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there is this, this misconception that, you know, I go to a gym and everybody's just staring at me. Oh, I wore dumb mm-hmm. shoes. Nobody else is wearing these shoes. And I wore these ones, you know. Um, how dare I? How could I? Everybody's going to laugh at me. Like, no, nobody's laughing at you. I mean, I really, I, I have found that, Honestly, the majority of people that go to a gym, like they're genuinely just, you know, supportive people that are that are pretty willing to, to welcome somebody who's never been there before. Um, but it's also not a bad idea to go meet with a personal trainer. Like, truthfully, if you have those fears in a gym, because what I always tell people is like you need to develop a level of com- confidence and comfortability in the gym. And, you know, in order to do that, it may just be a good idea to go meet with somebody. You know, when people meet with a trainer and they like, oh, so this is how I'm supposed to do this. Cause a lot of their, a lot of that like lack of confidence comes from, am I even like on the machine correctly? You know, <laughs> yeah. am I backwards on this yeah. machine? And like, nobody wants to be the one that's like reading the place card on the machine. So uh, I think that's not a bad idea either. Unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, they go to TikTok and things for their gym advice and it's, <laughs> it's hit or miss, right? It's hit or miss mm-hmm. on there. But yeah, I mean, truthfully, like just go there and start small, like, there's a guy, James Cleary, wrote the book Atomic Habits, and he was, uh, he love was, that. He was it's a good book, right? I've read he, it three times. I love that book. It's fantastic. But he coaches people. He'll say, the first week you go to the gym, I want you to go for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Literally oh, just, he goes, you just walk in the gym. Okay, five minutes is up. Got to leave. Okay. Yeah. But you're starting to get in the habit of, okay, I drive there. I walk in. I get a drink and then I leave, whatever it is. But then next week we go to 10 minutes. And the next week we go to 15. The next week we go to 20. And and people start getting a little more comfortable. Okay, the person at the front desk like knows my name now. I know where the locker room is. But you know, people don't need they don't need to start so big. You don't need to say, hey, I'm gonna go in there and just start doing the two-hour workout every time I go. It really is about the habits. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you said that before is like it's an all or nothing mentality and i think most people have that because most people see on social media huge results in matter of seconds oh you know my before this was my after in like 15 seconds and people are looking to have that kind of results and they didn't realize like that was a two-year period um so i think that that's like a huge thing it's like what you're saying is just habits and continually doing that and you know getting to the point where you can go into the gym and feel comfortable, even if it's five minutes and then 10 minutes or whatever. 
I will say this. I'm, this is sorry. It has nothing to do with anything other than the, the transformation. I'm thinking like I'm I'm getting a little cocky. This was a couple of years ago. I'm in the gym. I'm I'm doing my thing. I'm like, dude, I'm looking good. I'm looking good. Then my dad sees a before and after picture of like just some some article in a magazine. He's like, yeah, you look like the before picture. I'm like, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> only from and only from a dad. As a compliment. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> who was it that said dad. this? Your My dad. Dad. <laughs> like awesome. Uh, yeah. I give up now. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting you guys say that because like from the other from the other perspective of like it. Well, first off, we start there. I can't remember. I'm gonna butcher this joke. There was a comedian that, um, and maybe you guys will know who it is, but he said he feels like when you go to the gym and you see somebody who maybe looks kind of like what you guys, uh, you know, how you guys are in your, phys- your physique kind of going up to them and be like, congratulations, you're done. <laughs> like you, you have won the gym. Like you can go now. <laughs> you know, like, you made it. Yeah. Like great job. You are done gymming for the, you know, you're done. But like, um, so when, when Tyson and I first started 75 hard, I was over 300 pounds. I was just over 300 pounds. I'm only 5'10". So you can imagine, like, I was I was like a boulder. You know, you dropped me in the water, I just sunk. But when I was first getting in there, even though I lifted really heavy, you know, in my, in my teens and 20s, and I was in a lot better shape, I played football. And then, you know, the, the offensive lineman appetite kept up, but the workouts didn't. And I just packed on that forever winter weight. But when I first got back in there, I was super self-conscious because I'm like, you, you think of like, you look at all these people who are in amazing shape, it just first initial thoughts without getting to know any of them after either over a couple of weeks or months. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're thinking, what's, you know, what's, you know, chubby over here doing on the Stairmaster? What's he doing over here? And then I think after a few weeks, I must've been having a bad day. And Tyson, I remember texting you this. Um, I'm over there on the lap pull downs, and I think I was just in that whole like mental staring at nothing, you know, in between sets. And this guy comes over and he just basically was like, Hey man, I see you here all the time. You're doing great. He's like, I'm I'm super proud of you. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm glad you're here. And I was like, Thanks, man. Like <laughs> shit. <laughs> but like that was kind of like, okay, I see that gym culture is kind of like you know, or just, just, you know, the, the workout culture, like from the positive side is people just like seeing people improving themselves mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need more of that. Just more people that are willing to go and, you know, provide just that, that nice comment to somebody. Yeah. So how do you determine like, okay, say so now they're comfortable, they've done, you know, the progression where they feel comfortable enough to come work out at the gym. How do they determine what workouts or workout routines are good for them? Yeah, I mean, that's a, and I think there's a lot that goes into that, you know. Oh, 100%. It's a loaded question, but. But, you know, and and you brought this up actually recently is you've got to enjoy it. Like you truly have to enjoy it. That's number one, I think. And like we, we bicker about this all the time because I I can't stand a lot of the stuff she does in the gym. Like I truly can't. I just, I look at it and I'm like, you know, scientifically like (laughs) doesn't make any sense, you know? And I just, and at first I tried correcting her and I'm like, this is just, I I can't even be by you when you're working out because people are going to think I gave you this advice. (laughs) But you know, then as time went on, I started. And so like, I was trying to almost like change her. But what I realized is she, she likes the way she works out. You know, and for a lot of people, they have to get to a point where they enjoy going to the gym or they're not going to go. Whether the routine is perfect or not, like you have to find 
some things that you enjoy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's just like the number one, I would say tip is find something you like. We've even talked about, and obviously it has to go with your fitness goal. So if you have a fitness goal to run a marathon, you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't waste most of your time on the weight floor. You should be like doing running, Mm -hmm. you know, things. Um, so, and, and that, and he bodybuilds, so he's going to use most of his time at the gym on the weight floor. Um, so, and you have to like it, you know, that's the, that's the catch all is that you have to, has to align with your fitness goals. And it also has, you have to like it because you just won't do Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, but I think there, I mean, there is, like, if you, if people aren't sure of what to do, like, obviously, the concern is getting injured, you know, you don't want to go in the gym and get injured. And that's where getting a little bit of, it's like anything else, you get a little bit of professional advice. And, you know, you you have somebody that kind of shows you how to do it, you know, builds that confidence for you, perhaps gives you a a couple that's helpful. I mean, I use, I use the example of like learning an instrument, you know, I mean, you can learn an instrument on your own, but it might take a little bit of time and you watch some YouTube videos, maybe pick up some stuff, but it can be painful process or, you know, you can just go hire somebody to come give you some lessons and kind of teach you some tips and tricks. And next thing you know, you're like, okay, now I can actually toot this horn in a way that actually sounds decent. And then it gets exciting after that. And I think, you know, that's where same thing's true with working out. Like you get some instruction, you get some guidance and then people are like, oh, I feel like it's actually starting to click for me now. And then you can kind of combine that with something that you enjoy. But man, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Like if you don't enjoy part of what you're doing and I, so now like for her, I love it. I love watching her work out. I love what she does, even though it's never how I would work out. Like <laughs> you look forward to going to the gym every day. She's been consistent with it. She's been able to develop a habit because what she does works. And unfortunately it's the exact opposite of what I do, but you know, <laughs> It's uh, she does all her cardio before her workout. I cannot stand to do cardio before my workout and think it's a terrible idea, but she's like, she can't, she can't get into the zone to go out on the workout floor and actually lift weights if she doesn't do her cardio first. So you interesting. Know, it's, it's just part of it where you, you, and people will ask that they'll be like, well, Mike, when's the best time to do cardio? And I, you know, usually my first response is, well, when do you like to do cardio? You know, yeah. because some of the some of the stuff's just splitting hairs. It really yeah. is, you You're know. Like, um, never. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, never. <laughs> I have to do it. Right? <laughs> yes, and, and but but even to that point, like I don't like cardio. She likes cardio, so you know, even like then, you know, if I go to the gym, I'm trying to find anything I can do to not do cardio, mm-hmm. right? And there there are ways to do that to some degree. <laughs> See, that's funny because it's like I I I loved leg day in the in the past like in high school after high school i loved leg day i was like you couldn't get me out of a squat rack ended up blowing my knee out i don't like leg day but i i had somebody say well if you hate leg day go supplement it and just go burn yourself out on a stairmaster because you're still a, a decently big dude you'll get a good so i became like addicted to the stairmaster i'd go to the stairmaster for an hour and i realized that was like getting me this huge cardio crunch in but at the same time my legs were like jelly and i'm like oh i'm killing two birds with one stone yeah and then i that's actually where i lost a ton of my weight was just like uphill speed walking on the treadmill or just the cart or just the stairmaster to supplement not liking leg day so yeah Yeah, that's that's a good point even like to that as you go throughout your fitness journey i think that you you'll find it changes, you know, like I, I used to just live for that heavy squat. Like we both used to love like squats and deadlifts and 
as much as we can. And now I'm like, you couldn't pay me to go into a squat rack and go heavy again. Like, you know, yeah. everything hurts yeah. when I go squat, you know? <laughs> It's like over time it starts. Do you ever get? Yeah. Do you ever get a little uh, want? Just a little like not you know a little prideful. And you're like you're looking at all these high school kids like lifting all this weight. And you're like, should I? <laughs> because there are times where I'm just like I see these guys deadlifting and they're just talking and yelling at each other. I'm like, should I? <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, it does happen. I'll take every I hate it. That does I can that. to go bench press next to, next to some high schoolers. And then I usually regret it the next day. I'm like, dang it. No, I know my shoulder hates that exercise. Why did I do that? <laughs> but that yeah, I did that on incline the other day and I'm just like, uh, why'd I do that? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take some opportunity to, uh, you know, just give an ego check to somebody. Every <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta show the youngins that 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 dad strength is there no matter uh, how often yeah. you work out. <laughs> like, my favorite, my favorite is her. She she lifts more than half the guys in the gym, and when she loads funny. up a bench press, everybody's just like, you know, what is going on here? And I, I've seen several guys that were bench pressing next to her just give up. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that's no, awesome. I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> That's a, I did the uh, I can't and I'm horrible. I can't ever remember the names of certain machines, but basically it's like the leg press where you're pressing it, you know, up vertically, right? Yeah. I was doing I I still struggle with like some knee issues. So I don't ever go heavy on on especially that where it's like it could crush you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I did that and it was it was kind of like the viral TikTok thing where I'm like I'm getting off and there's, you know, there's a couple of ladies that are waiting for me to be finished. And I'm like, I go to unrack and they're like, Oh no, no, you can leave it. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, so is this your warm up or you just, you just going straight for the, like just straight, straight for the kill. Like, you're, you're fine. I'm like, I'm going to leave. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. But when we're talking about tech, we haven't talked about this at all. When we're talking about technique, and I had knee replacement surgery. There's just luck of the draw when you play football in college. So I had my left knee completely replaced. And for the longest time, I didn't realize how off I was when I was squatting or even when I was just walking. And so now I have severe tendonitis in my right leg because my right leg was just overcompensating. Mm -hmm. And so now when I squat and stuff, now my left knee that's been replaced, the doctor's like, yeah, squat. Just do anything. You, you can do whatever you did before. I'm like, you can actually do better and more now. But uh, when I squat now, I tend to notice I'm lean. Yeah. And so how do you fix your, like, because I'll mentally be there. I'll have my wife there. And, like, don't, don't do that. But how do you get out of that? Because it's been, like, a year or two, and I'm still doing it. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, a lot of single leg work. Oh. That, you know, single leg, leg press. It's lunges, split squats, things like that. Because it is, I mean, you start to develop this asymmetrical weight shift where it just really, mm -hmm. you don't want to do that. Like if you notice that and it's like, just, just don't, you know, wait until you, you have more balance to your squat or you end up hurting something else. Well, I'll notice if I just like do it in the mirror without a bar, just, just go down, I'll still lean. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know how yeah. to fix it. I have no idea. I'm like, hey, single try. leg stuff is, is, is tough. And it's yeah. good. Like, you know, Tyson, can you do a plus. lunge right now? Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could. No, it really, no, it's the tendonitis. It really, really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of it too is, and, you know, 
is finding my my knees busted up right now. I'm actually need to go and get it checked out. But mm. you know, I've I've found that most of the leg exercises I did before I can't do. You know, and I think that's where a lot of people end up. You know, giving up. They're like, oh, I guess I just can't ever train legs again. But you can always find. You know, it's important to experiment and find things like okay. This I can still do, like leg press, for example. I can do leg yeah. press, but like and a I can do single squat, leg press any day because you can go yeah. light and find those things that you can do. And especially like as you get a little older, um, you know, using tempo—that's that really slow and controlled. Like, man, you know that 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 in and of itself can stimulate a lot of muscle and really reduce that risk of injury there too. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. So can you discuss uh, the importance of rest? Because there are so many times where people are like, you know, you need a rest day. You need a rest day. Do you really need a rest day? Because we're talking about balance. We're talking about, you know, like all this kind of stuff. Do we really need it? And if we do, how do we take it? Uh, because to me, you don't really need a work like a rest day if you're not working out like super tough. You're not a competitive bodybuilder like yourself or anything like that. But yeah. you tell us. You give your perspective on rest day first, because I know you've been doing a lot with rest lately, and then I'll kind of give. What is that supposed to be? No, just like this. <laughs> more, more so on sleep. Like we've been on like a sleep kick lately. Like looking at all the benefits of that, and I guess that's that kind of goes into a rest. Yeah, day. I mean, like I guess I wouldn't. I would say like make your sleep a priority over rest that. day. In my opinion, um, that's what I would say. But we have a rest day every week. But it's an active rest day. So we're not just like, I think sometimes people look at it and they're like, oh, it's my rest day. Like I'm going to sit on the couch or like mm. get the, the least amount of steps as I can. I think that that's more like so in like yeah. the bodybuilding world. Um, but I think that an active rest day and just staying on your feet, trying to get 10,000 steps um, is is great. Um, I I don't know if I would say rest day is like yeah i mean i don't know i don't I'm, I'm i'm a huge proponent for active recovery right active rest and i think that's where a lot of people go like first understand a couple things number one is it is very very hard to overtrain your body like it really mm -hmm. is okay mm -hmm. um if you are eating properly and sleeping enough and those two things are big and, and perhaps, you know, incorporating some supplements to fill in some gaps as well. So most people have an under recovery problem and not an overtraining problem. You know, they're just not giving their body what it needs to actually Ooh, recover session, which is a big part of it. So, you know, I think that that number one, like you have to look at that before you just go being like, oh man, I'm exhausted. I need rest days. I need rest days. It's, you know, are you feeding your body properly? Are you getting your seven to nine hours of sleep per night? And are you filling in any nutritional gaps with supplements? And if you are, I think it's pretty amazing how hard you can push your body and still get the recovery between sessions that you need. So that's the first thing to look at. But then during those rest days, you know, and everybody should take one day away from the gym per week. I think physically, mentally, that's that's healthy. You should take a day away from the gym, but that's not sit on the couch and be a couch potato. Like sometimes I think people take rest day a little too literally. Like, what do I do? I just yeah. lay around all day. Like, no, you know, our bodies were meant to move. So go move. But what your body needs rest from is just that really, you know, working till almost failure exercise, you know, whether it's like sprinting until I feel like I'm going to throw up or whether it's, you know, 
bench pressing until I burn, you know, my chest burns so bad that I feel like I can't lift another rep. That's what your body needs rest from. Your body does not need rest from activity, walking, walking you know, <laughs> and that's why we kind of tell you she uses the 10,000 steps per day. I think 10,000 steps should be that, that mark to shoot for on a rest day. And it's a good opportunity to get out and do something different, get some fresh air, uh, still allow your body to recover but not put yourself in a position where you're just laying around all day. Yeah. What about those who, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be a part of this, that cannot, like it's, it's, you can't, they're working two, three jobs, just trying to make ends meet. Or like me, where I'm making stuff, I work a full-time job, plus I do this. And you just don't have seven to nine hours of sleep because you have to do other things. So what about those people who are trying to, be a good parent or a spouse or a partner and just trying to make ends meet. And so they can't sleep like that. What do you recommend? Well, and you've definitely been in that boat probably a little more than me. You know, I think a lot of moms are in that boat. Especially, oh yeah. Especially you know, know, like with babies and stuff. Like, you don't know when the baby's going to wake up and need yeah. to eat and things like that. Like how have you managed that lack of sleep over the years? Well, I think first of all, it's usually only for a time. Like, I would say most people, I don't think it's their whole life, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, I agree. So, I mean, hopefully that's the case. And if it is the case, that you can look at it kind of in that um, frame of mind. But I would say I would just find every opportunity I could to sleep when I was a, you know, when I was a mom. They always say, like, oh, sleep when the baby's sleeping. But that's not really yeah. true. <laughs> Um, but I would just say, and we've talked about this actually is like scheduling your sleep. If you really put all of your hours together of, you know, like the gym working, um, whatever, and then you're able to like schedule it out and having like a, a set time frame, I think that is a huge thing. Just like, I mean, just like calories. I think that if, if you have that, the amount of calories that you're going to use in a day, you're not going to go over those just as much as sleep. Like you want to get that um, amount of sleep. Yeah. And I mean, I think for, for you Tyson, like hopefully it's not forever, yeah. you know, but, but oh, there are right. those periods of time where, you know, I think you have to look at it and you say, okay, but where can I do good when it comes to recovery? So if sleep yeah. is like, yeah. you, you've got these other goals, you've got these other things you're focused on that prevent you from sleeping enough, but can I get the proper nutrition? In, right. Can I, can I at least make sure that I'm fueling my body with the right things because that will aid in recovery, you know? And then when you do get sleep, can I be intentional with that sleep? Meaning like, even if it's just four hours a night or three hours, can I, can I set my phone away from me? Can I create a nice, cool bedroom? You know, can I actually get in some quality rest during that time? And I think that stuff does make a difference, but those are also periods of time where it's okay to probably say, you know what? My exercise intensity should probably be a little lower. You know, it's not the right time to start pushing your body until failure in the gym, but just saying, you know what, I'm going to go get some activity in every day, but I fully recognize that now is not the right time to go so hard in the gym that my body needs seven hours of sleep. Like, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to get some blood flow on a daily basis. I'm going to get my 10,000 steps and do some moderate strength training three days a week, full body routines. And then I'm going to accept the fact that during this period of my life is not the right time to push myself that hard in the gym, but I'm still doing everything I can within my abilities to support my recovery. Ah, that's great insight. So 
you were talking about so obviously nutrition is really key for me at this moment but what about supplementation is there any type of supplements that you recommend for just overall just hey you should always be taking this no matter what like a multi or anything like that yeah i mean i think for most people a multivitamin is a good idea a good quality multivitamin um, you know, the challenge with these, you don't really know what you need unless you go mm-hmm. get some blood work done. And I think we even talked about that on one of our lives. We did. did. You know, understanding like what it is that your body needs. And I do recommend that people do that. Go and get some comprehensive blood work done. Find out if there's any nutrients that you're deficient in. And that would be a good idea. But a basic multivitamin is going to cover your bases at, at best, at worst. You know, it's just you're going to excrete it out. And you're going to have some expensive Ooh. urine in it, but it'll make sure that you're covering your bases there. So I do like a multivitamin. A fish oil is something that I think most people can benefit from unless you're getting two to four servings of a high quality fatty fish per week. And most people are going to benefit from a protein powder as well. Uh, most people have a hard time eating enough protein on a daily basis. Um, and then there comes the fun ones, right? Like you, Terika doesn't take any of those things. Oh, you don't. But- she relies heavily because she's not a she's not a structured like you know very OCD person like I am. But what is your favorite kind of supplement? Pre workout. Pre workout. Right? <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't do it without it. I can't do it without pre workout. Right. You know, for a lot of people, like even though we might not need it, it's fun, and it comes back to making exercise fun. Like, tell me the truth. Like, you go take a pre workout, and you just kind of get in the mindset of like. Oh, dude, as soon as as soon as my face gets itchy, it's go time. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it might, not, it might not be needed, but it's like, heck, man, it's, geez, I'm trying to work out without a pre-workout now. It just doesn't seem like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys know Bucked Up is based out of out of Utah, right? Yeah, good and, company. And I, I, love their, I, I love their pre-workout. And then I went and got the – out of the really intense one after i went through the uh what is it bamf or like bamf you know the, the, the woke af or the you know, woke af that's the one i'm on i accidentally <laughs> two i accidentally two scooped that one because i was on the phone <laughs> i was on the phone with tyson getting ready to go to the gym and i throw in my creatine and i throw in um i put i have like a magnesium supplement that i squirt in as well and i'm putting that in and i didn't realize that i had already put a scoop of pre-workout in and I'm over here talking to this guy, and I put a I put another scoop in because I mean, 15 minutes after I took it, I'm driving to the gym. The gym's like two minutes from my house. I'm driving over, and I'm like, I feel like I can hear I can hear colors right now. <laughs> and it was the most intense workout of my life. But I had to work out for like three and a half hours and like sit in the sauna for 20 minutes just to get it all in the system. And I came home, I was just still buzzing, and I'm like, I'm on like 1,200 milligrams of caffeine right now, or <laughs> like. It was the most productive day of my life. Oh, I know. I'm like, (laughs) I I created and sold three businesses within that. Yeah. Uh, It's a magical thing. It really is, you know. Yeah. I'm like, what is in this crack powder? But I love it. (laughs) So one last question. Um, Sauna or um, steam room, are they important? Which one do you recommend? Uh, How often do you go into it after your workout? What do you guys say? Well, I, I'll, I'll just say this right off the bat. I never do either, right? Okay. But before, before I elaborate, you do sometimes, right? You go in the sauna occasionally. Why do you use it, honestly? <laughs> because I'm cold. I'm dead serious. I knew that's what you were going to say. She likes going in before a workout just to warm up. Um, I don't, and here's the reason why. I, I, 
I think they're beneficial. Absolutely. Like saunas are great. It's a great way to release some toxins from your body and just be able to, you know, there's really only two ways we release toxins. We either pee them out or we sweat them out. Right. And so if we can actually produce some of that extra sweat, I think it's a great way to just help cleanse the body. That being said, I just don't have time for it. And I think that, you know, as a busy individual, you have to prioritize things. And sometimes I think there's some guilt associated with that. Like, for me, it's, man, I should be doing the sauna, you know, I should be, I should be doing the sauna, I should be doing the ice baths, I should be doing all this stuff. And like, while those things might have some benefit, give yourself some grace, you know, just because every fitness influence out, out there seems like they're doing all these cool things. It's like, this stuff takes time, it takes money, it takes a change of clothes, right? It makes you stink sometimes, then I got to take a shower afterwards. So, you know what, most people don't have that amount of time to dedicate to working on themselves on a daily basis. And so I choose to, to strength train and do cardio because I like that. For me, I think that's going to provide me with the most benefit, but it's absolutely beneficial. Somebody could get in a sauna three times a week, you know, and spend, spend enough time in there to really produce some sweat and make themselves feel good and kind of progressively increase their time in there. I think it's fantastic. Good idea. And, uh, but just something that, again, I don't have the time for, so I never do. I, I should say this. I have the time for it. I choose to use my time for other things. Yeah. Tyson got me addicted to the, to the sauna. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the, like, don't want to sit there. He left the puddle. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but like, I, I started, I started like trying to do like meditating in, in, in the sauna, but going to I, I you guys have vasa in, in idaho right we don't but they have okay. axiom right you're you're who you're a manager yeah yeah i oversee the personal training and membership at axiom oh cool so i don't really have a, i mean vasa is like that's pluses really and minuses here right yeah sometimes you're like it's like dead silent in there and then sometimes you got that one dude who just needs to get hit with a flip-flop like you're just like <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like this is not this is not the me show. Like we, we're kind of captive audience at the moment. This isn't fair. Yeah. But yeah, no, I there's times where like I've definitely overdone it in the sauna and like walked out and like almost like fell in the pool like on purpose. But yeah, it's it's interesting kind of get your guys' take on it because it's it is time where I've forced myself to like slow down and like think and like process and like get that toxin out. So well, you're killing two birds with one stone there, which is great. Like if somebody could take take some time for some mindfulness and meditate a little bit in there while they're doing that, it's fantastic. Mm. And probably something that I could benefit more from is just slowing down occasionally. But it just never seems like quite as much fun as you know getting out there and getting a pump. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Tarek, I don't think I follow you, Mike. I definitely follow you on Instagram and your social media. So. If people want to be able to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you, get more information if they want to get coached by you guys or anything like that? How do they get how do they find you and how do they get a hold of you? Yes, yeah, so unless you don't people, want them to. Yeah, no. <laughs> we do uh, we do a podcast together and that's uh, at the Fit Couples Perspective. So you can look up the Fit Couples Perspective on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or we even have a YouTube channel which is just the fit couples perspective, it's right? It's the podcast, a video podcast. Yeah, video podcast yeah. as well. Um, so that's where we do our stuff together. And uh, we also do a channel. It's called Savory Swole Mates <laughs> on YouTube. So 
Savory Swole Mates is where uh, you can watch us eat food if you want to. So We're going to eat the crumble one way or another, but if you want to hear what we have to say about it and uh, some other treats, that's uh, that's another place that you can find us. But we, we enjoy just, you know, sharing our perspective on this stuff, and that's really what our goal is. So if anybody wants to come along for the ride, we're happy to have them. That's it. awesome. I've, I've loved, I've loved chatting with you guys. It's, it's always nice to get the perspective, like, cause you think sometimes someone, if they're really into fitness or whatever, there can be this preconceived notion. I love, I've, I've loved getting to, getting to know you guys and getting to meet you guys in this, in this facet and realizing that there is so many healthy, like not only just physical healthy traits, you guys, but like emotional and mental healthy traits that you guys are like embodying with, with just like, you know, just physical fitness. So thank you. Like it's been some great perspective. Best crumble cookie. I'll tell you mine. Uh, well, it's in the graveyard. Mine is the what is it? crumble graveyard bubble oh. gum. They made a bubble gum one. Oh, it was a long time ago. Double bubble. It was, it was actually so great, but they put it in their graveyard, which means oh. it's never come back. <laughs> That's her favorite. My favorite is going to be the Twix one. So it's that shortbread. I've never had either of those. Caramel. And that chocolate on it, and it's 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 amazing. But uh, there's definitely uh, quite a few that are in our top ten there. Oh, so yeah. have you had the apple not... pie? That one is good. That one was so good, actually. So it's good. my. It, I remember that one. So that one was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm such a basic biatch. Like I'm just chocolate <laughs> chip. What do you like? like I get mad when I get mad when I go in there and they're like, "Oh, we've got our like dark chocolate salted chunk." I'm like, "Just give me the basic one." <laughs> like that's a good that's a good chocolate chip cookie that's what i'm it's saying like i gotta try the twix though oh, oh yeah when it comes yep awesome. well awesome guys thank you so much for coming and again if you guys like the show uh please we're talking to people who are listening not you too <laughs> <laughs> they have a podcast tyson they know <laughs> if you guys like the show please uh follow us give a five-star rating and then you know give us a review and shout out to everyone so awesome yeah, well, thanks, thanks guys this has been along. awesome yeah, thank you. We never know how to end, guys. Like, no, this is know. always the most. <laughs> this is the best part of our. It's like it's like just it just cuts off, and we're always laughing, and we don't. It's just it. so <laughs> awkward. It's like, okay, we'll see you guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It means the world to us. If you have a chance, please give us a five star review, as well as write something a little pretty in there, so that we know that you know that we know that you care. Anyway, have a great day, guys. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's good. That was, I like that. You can't redo it without laughing. That was good. <laughs>